Father, we just thank you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. Lord, even as we are here in the house of the Lord, in the middle of the work week, thank you, Father, for every opportunity that you give to us. Father, this evening, we pray, Father, that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we might know you, that we might understand the hope of our calling in Christ Jesus. Father, that we will truly, truly follow hard after you and fulfill the purpose for which you have called us into your kingdom. The purpose for which you have saved us from this untoward generation. Father, let there be more clarity, O Lord, in the days to come, even in our walk with you. Let your purposes and your will become ever more clear in our lives, even as we walk with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. So let's uh, turn to Second Kings again. Today we'll just uh, look at the last, um, not last, but another aspect of uh, what we've been uh, looking at from this passage. Second Kings chapter 6. Uh, and uh, we know the story. We looked at it last couple of weeks on our Wednesdays. So, this is Second uh, Kings chapter four, uh, chapter six and verse four. So this is talking about uh, the prophets who wanted to increase their place. I mean, re- inc- uh, to to make their place more, bigger, so they went to the to the river to Jordan to cut trees. Okay, and verse three. Um, then one of them said. Be pleased to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. Verse 4, so he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But even as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the river. And he cried out, Alas, my master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God said, Where did it fall? When he showed them the place, he cut off a stick and threw it. Uh, it in there and made the iron float and he said take it up so he reached out his hand and took it so we looked at uh, as asked, uh, at some of the reasons as to why the axe had fell off and um, one of the reasons we looked at was that the guy lost his edge his sharpness was reduced is uh, he became more and more blunt so we looked at uh, one verse, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, if you can uh, turn there in your Bibles. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, I'm going to read it here in my Bible. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. What will bring success? Other translations will use the word wisdom will help you to succeed. So in order for us to sharpen our skills or other our acts what we need is skill or wisdom okay or we need a what we call as a spirit of excellence what do we need the spirit of excellence that is what we need today the spirit of excellence uh, if you turn with me to ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 your word say, the word says Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your heart, 
because in the realm of the dead or in the grave, where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Okay. So the, the point is this, as long as you are in this earth, whatever your hands get to do, do it with all of your heart. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23, in other words, and we will jump into the message. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23, somebody can read it please. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. Alright? As to the Lord, but not as unto man. Work at it with all of your heart, as to the Lord, not as unto man. So what do we need? Okay, everybody listen. We need a spirit of excellence. Now, the point here is this. What is excellence? Now, there is a one man of God, in order to understand excellence, he contrasted excellence with another word called success. You know, success mantra. Okay. How do you differentiate excellence and success? Okay. So this is what he says. Difference between excellence and success. What is success? Being the best. I want to be the, the best. That is success. Excellence, being your best. There's a lot of difference. Success, being better than somebody. Then you feel successful. Excellence. Being better today than you were yesterday. The concentration is not on the others. It is upon you. Success. When I exceed the achievements of other people. Excellence. Matching your practice with your potential. <laughs> That's interesting. Matching your Practice with your potential. That means if your potential is less, what should you do? Practice more. If your potential is more? Ah, thank you so much. Practice even more. Fantastic. I like that. If your potential is less, practice more. If your potential is more, practice even more. Okay. So a lot, lot of us, that is what is Excellence. Excellence is matching your potential with your, I mean, uh, your, your practice with your potential. Okay. So somebody may uh, define who is a genius. Genius means 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. That is, who is this person? I'll tell you who, who did it. It's Albert Einstein himself. Okay. Albert Einstein said, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. And this is Albert Einstein who could think in 11 dimensions. Not one, we are, you and I can only th visualize three dimensions. This guy was thinking in 11 dimensions. I mean, no, more than four dimensions, not 11 dimensions, more than four dimensions. And this was, he was the one who wanted to come, uh, combine and uh, make that unified theory, right? Uh, theory of relativity, he wanted to come, he wanted to, he wanted to give that one unique formula as to how the universe functions. And he died thinking, okay. So, uh, but that is, that is Albert Einstein. Once per, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Another person gives a definition of, uh, I think, I think it's Einstein himself. I'm not sure who, who did this. He says, what is excellence? Excellent, or, or who is a genius? A genius is a person who has got the infinite capacity to take pains. What is he? 
He's got the infinite capacity to take pains. Meaning, he will fail today, but he will continue to get up and go about it tomorrow. He's got the potential to reset. What is that? Reset. Matlab, I mean, it's like, okay, I lost the point. Okay, reset. Play every point as if it's the first point or the last point. That is not all. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why this time? Play, play every point as if it were the last point that you're going to play. As if your life dependent. The infinite capacity to reset. Okay. This is what is important. Very, very, very important. The church needs it. Look at what it's... Uh, one man One man gave this very interesting definition. He says, uh, the church... See, it does not depend upon what kind of labor we do. Okay, yesterday we were uh, looking at it, the mind of Christ. No, uh, the, Jesus Christ, on the day he was betrayed, on the night that he was betrayed, before he took bread, etc., what did he do? He, how did he wash the feet of the disciples? First, John's Gospel, don't have to turn there. John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse, verse 1, 2 and 3 will say, Jesus Christ, knowing that he came from the Father, and he knowing that he went back, he's going back to the Father, knowing that the Lord had, the God had given him, all things. He knew exactly who he was. His identity was absolutely secure. He knew that he was a son. It is not going to be below his dignity to do any work. Okay. So whatever he did, there was, there's always dignity in labor. Okay. So this is something. So look at what it says, you know, a church or a society. This is very interesting. I love this, uh, uh, uh somebody who said this. Okay. A church or a society which scorns plumbing because it is a humble activity and tolerates shoddiness in philosophy because it is an excellent or an exalted activity. Okay, listen to this carefully. Okay, very, 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 very carefully. Okay, okay. a, a, a church or a society which scorns plumbing because it's a humble activity and tolerates shoddiness in philosophy because it is an ex- exalted activity. Are philosophy bolato, you need to really, really be brilliant. So if he comes with a stupid idea, you will still say, ah, it is an exalted activity, it is okay, still okay. You'll forgive shoddiness in a profession because it's an exalted activity. You know what he says? Let us let me re- again re-say re- uh, re- that. Okay, a church or a society which cons plumbing because it's a humble activity and tolerates shoddiness in philosophy because it's an excellent activity or an exalted activity. Neither will have good plumbing nor good philosophy. Okay, neither its pipes nor its theory- theories can hold water. What are saying? Neither its pipes. Nor its theories can hold water. Okay. Because you say, ah, plumbing, ah, jal chalta, you know, we are all struggling with plumbing there in our uh, old, old, old uh, apartment, you know, GTLC. Okay. They, right from the beginning, they made plumbing the most shoddiest of this, of the act, of the things. And the, you have the worst plumbing. See, you see, if you look at India, in the skilled labor department, you don't find really skilled electricians. You don't find really skilled plumbers. I have seen in the US and in Canada, you find excellent electricians and excellent plumbers. I don't know why that it is. Because they have, they, they don't take any activity as below their dignity. And in fact, an assistant professor earns less than a plumber. I'm not kidding. Am I right? An assistant professor in a university who's, he's in tenure 
earns less than a plumber and you can you can imagine what kind of a value they give for skilled labor so, so society which scorns plumbing because it's ah it's just a simple activity just take it easy jalta hai you know tooth malish neither will have good plumbing nor somebody said that no one india one um, one one german one scientist two german two scientists three german third world war okay one american one business two american two business three american paradise on earth that's what they do paradise everything is big okay if in in america everything is big in uk everything is small <laughs> And do you know what is the besetting thing of the people in the <laughs> people in the United Kingdom? Pusillanimous, stingy. But Americans, big heart. So one one American, one business, two Americans, two business, three American paradise on earth. They'll say, "Baba, let's patent it and make money." Okay, one Indian, one philosopher, two Indians, argument, three Indians, confusion. Okay, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. No, when I use this, no, I said one, one German, one scientist, two German, two scientists, three German, third World War. They were all, oh, great, fantastic. And then one, one American, one business, two American, two business, three Americans, paradise on earth. They also, oh, okay. then the moment I said one Indian, everybody started laughing. I said I didn't even complete. <laughs> the moment I didn't even complete, guys. What? Okay, everybody say because we all know we all our neither our philosophy nor our plumbing in India. Can hold water. You know why? Because we tolerate shoddiness. We say we are very tolerant people. We tolerate anything. Kuch bhi chalega. Chalega. You can, anybody can overtake from the left, right and center. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you see, that is, that is the point he says. So, so you need to understand. So, and God is not looking for, He's not looking for intelligent people, He's looking for. Yes? Yes, loudly, loudly, don't be ashamed. Diligent people. Not intelligent, but diligent. He's not looking at ability, He's looking at availability. Ah. Whom I can work upon and produce the spirit of excellence. Okay? So keep that in mind. So what is it, what is important for us therefore as a church? Pursue excellence. What is that? Be excellent and what is good? Be innocent of evil. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 20. Somebody can read that. First Corinthians and if, if anybody can read it in an NKJV version, I'll, I'll really, or KJV version, I'll really be, be happy. KJV or NKJV. Yes, Raj, you found it. Don't be ashamed. First Corinthians 14 20. Ah, do not be children in understanding. In malice or in uh, evil, be infants or babes, but but be but in understanding or thinking, be mature, mature. Or in other translations, you use, use the word be men, be men in thinking, be men. Okay, so understand this. So. Romans 1619, you can, you, you, all of, all of us know. Romans 1619 says, be excellent at what is good, be innocent of evil. This is something which we need to inculcate. And God, by the way, through His Spirit, 
is wanting to work that spirit of excellence in each one of us so that he can make us into a polished arrow. So, in order for us to do that, we need to have something. You know, what, what we what we call as a prayer. If you turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 19 to 10. No, sorry, not 19, verse 9 to 10. Not 19 to 10. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. Let us Let us read this together. I'm going to turn my Bible, you also turn your Bible, and all of us will read together. Verse 9 to 10. <clears throat> okay, first thing, let me let me read it. So, Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 to 10, let me read it from, uh, read it from my Bible, it says, And it is my prayer, what is, what is, what is, whose prayer is this? This is Paul's prayer, okay? It is my prayer that you, that your love may abound more and more, with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent. Look at that. That you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ Jesus. Verse 11, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. So, so many things mentioned over here, and let me mention few things over here. First, he says, it is my prayer. Okay, so look at the prayers of, just check your prayer life. One of the best ways to know whether you're pursuing a spirit of excellence is to check your prayer. You know, Paul's prayers. Just let me show you three prayers. First of all, I've showed you prayer number one in Philippians. Turn to Romans chapter one, please. Romans chapter one. I love Paul's prayers, no? Just do a study on the prayers of Paul and you will see what kind of a man he was. Because... This is very, very important. Look at what it says in uh, uh, verse uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 9 onwards. Uh, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you. Without ceasing I mention you. Always in my prayers. And what is the content of his prayer? Look at what it says. Asking that somehow by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. Why? So that, okay, verse 11, for I long to see you that I might, imp- that I might impart some spiritual gift to you so that I may strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Look at this prayer. What is this prayer? My prayer is, I want to long to be with you so that I can give you some spiritual gift. I don't know, I don't just want to give you some spiritual gift. I want to be encouraged mutually by my faith. And your faith. That means I want to be sharpened. It's like iron sharpening iron. So does, so does the countenance of a friend. That's his prayer. Look at another prayer. We know this very famous prayer. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 to 18. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18. We know that very, very well, right? A very famous prayer that we used to pray. Pray. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you always in my prayers, that the Lord God of our, uh, the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation, etc. That's his prayer. His prayer is, Lord, this is what I want. I want to be sharpened. I want to be, I want to be a person who will be able to edify others. I want to also take edification from others. Second is, Lord, in order to do that, I need spirit of wisdom and revelation. I need wisdom and I need revelation. See, revelation is something which only God can give. 
Okay, you might increase in a lot of knowledge, Bible knowledge, you can know left to right, all the verses in the Bible, you can have some kind of an understanding of it, but revelation only God can give. Okay, so we need that. Then, let's let's go back to Philippians chapter 9, 1 verses 9 to 10. First, he, first he is, he's got a prayer, okay. Second, what is the content of his prayer? That our love may abound more and more. What should abound more and more? Love may abound more and more in knowledge and in, you know, in, in the NIV it uses the word, in knowledge and in depth of insight. What is that? In knowledge and in depth of insight. See, you need to understand this. The only way to have a spirit of excellence is to love something. You know, um, I think I was talking to the men, the, the, we were, we were discussing on the, in, during the men's prayer, um, there was one defending Wimbledon champion recently. Okay, I don't watch uh, cricket so much. I watch Wimbledon. Okay, cricket India is losing. Praise God. <laughs> okay, time based. Okay, but but I watch Wimbledon. Okay, so so you know this uh, this defending women's champion who crashed in the first round or first round or second round. So they asked her in the interview, "Why did you lose?" She said, "You know." Some days you don't feel up to it. And then the discussion was, how come Rafael Nadal and Federer and Djokovic are able to come slam after slam, tournament after tournament, and whenever you interview them, they will never say, "Ah, today I did not feel up to it. Why? And you know what the interviewers were discussing? One of the things why they never ever say that is because of their unconditional love for the sport. Unconditional love. Now I'll tell you something. No, this is such an important important principle. You know, uh, I think uh, Chalmers, T. Chalmers. I'm not sure exactly his name. He wrote a sermon called "The Expulsive Power of a Competing Affection." What is that? An expulsive power of a competing affection. What does it mean? In order for you to excel in anything, you have to replace the wrong desires that you have with another desire. Now, for example, Abigail, come and have dinner. I'm just giving an example. I'm just using an example. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay, don't worry. Don't worry. No. That. I'm not feeling hungry. I want to finish this book. It's so interesting, so exciting. Okay, she's like, she's reading, reading. What is going to happen next? What is going to happen? What has happened? There is hunger. But the desire for food has been replaced by something more exciting than food. What is that? What is happening next? The, the, the reading. See? Similarly, if the desire for other things is not replaced by a desire for God. You know what will happen? Sister Elsa has to keep sending cars and scooters and everything to your home to pull you to church. Come for the prayer meeting. Auntie, I don't feel like coming, auntie. I have my children, my food, my husband, my father, my mother. Can I send you car? But if you love God... What has happened? The love for God will replace every other desire. What will happen is, 
But yes, you, I'm not saying that you will uh, neglect your responsibility. You will finish, you will prioritize everything so that you will be found in the house of God. On time. Because you, what? Love God. That is the reason why it tells the Ephesian church, Baba, you lost your first love. That is the reason why another prayer around us here. Go to Second Thessalonians, please. Or rather, not, not Second Thessalonians, First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. If I am right. Yes, First Thessalonians. Look at what it says. This is Paul. <clears throat> okay. We give thanks to God always for you all. This is First Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 2 and 3. We give thanks to God always for you all. Constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Okay, he's mentioning them in our prayers. How is he mentioning? Remembering before our God, the Father, your what? Work of faith. Just not work. Work of faith. And then labor of love. Third, steadfastness in Hope. What is, what is he mentioning with faith? Oh sorry, what, what is he mentioning with work? Faith. What is he mentioning with labor? Love. What is he mentioning with steadfastness? Hope. Of faith of hope and love, there's one just above. What is it, Abigail? And be no good if I didn't have love. Love is the most important thing. Now look at another church. This is Revelation chapter 2. Look at another church. Revelation chapter 2. Are you there? Yeah. Verse, chapter 2, verse 2. Everybody look at this very carefully. Okay. I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. Works, what is gone? Faith is gone. With labor, what is gone? Love is gone. With patience, what is gone? Hope is gone. They have lost their love. That, that is the reason why God is saying, I don't find any devotion in you. All you have is works, 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 works. You have external trappings of religion, but you don't have internal power at all. So what is prayer? Prayer is that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge of God and in depth of insight. Okay. That, then verse, the, the third part, Philippians chapter 1 verse. In order that, or so that you may be able to approve. In order that you may be able to approve. Okay, verse, uh, the third part, verse, uh, first Philippians chapter 9 verses 9 to 10. In order that you may be able to approve. The word approve is dokimazo. What is dokimazo? Dokimazo ke matlab? To document. Okay, when do you do documentation? When you're doing some experiment. Okay. Experiment, document, results. Experiment, document, result. That is document also. So what are you saying? In order that you may be able to approve that which is what? Excellent. So that you are able to be blameless. And so that you bring glory to God. Okay. Approve that things which are excellent. So that is your, that should be your prayer. Okay. First start with this prayer. Lord, increase my love for you. Alright. So we will talk about three things about excellence today. What is excellence? We defined that. We already defined what is excellence. Why excellence? How do I get excellence? So let's three, three things. What are the first thing? What is excellence? Why excellence? How do I get excellence? I'm doing a Timothy color. Okay. Okay. This is, this is exactly what you're doing. What is excellence? Why excellence? How to get excellence? Okay, so three things. First of all, we already defined what is excellence. What is not excellence? Excellence is not success. Excellence is being your best. 
excellence is putting your practice where your potential is. Meaning, your practice is proportional to your potential. So, if you have less potential, you practice a lot. If you have more potential, you practice even more. Okay, so seek for it. Seek for the spirit of excellence. We need to seek for the spirit of excellence. So, how do we do this? We look at patterns in the Bible. Okay, there's one pattern which I want to look at and look at some interesting attributes of that particular fellow. Okay, and we will see if we have it in us. And if you don't have it in us, let's ask God for it. Okay, not not all of us will have it. Or maybe we may have it in some measure. But if we have it in us, it's great. Let us have even more. If we don't have it, let us pray more that we have have it. So let's do a have more. Okay, let's let's look at this character. This character is found in the book of Exodus chapter 31. Please turn with me to Exodus chapter 31. Thomas Chalmers, yeah, that's the name. Thomas Chalmers, expulsive power of a competing affection. Thomas Chalmers. <clears throat> what does that mean, you know? The moment you fall in love with somebody, everything will change. Countenance will change. Till that day, you didn't care about your external appearance. The moment you fell in love, something will change. Your friends will not be able to recognize you. Why? John has fallen in love. See? Everything, your habits, everything, because you want to please the one whom you have loved. Okay, so let us look at some very important characteristics of uh, how do we get this spirit of excellence. Let's do, turn to Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 onwards. Okay. Now, uh, Moses has given the blueprint, blueprint to uh, build the Ark of the Covenant and the Tabernacle. What is Moses given? He's given the blueprint to uh, build the Ark of the Covenant, the Tabernacle, etc. So the Tabernacle has got three parts at least. It's got an outer courts. Okay, it has got the holy place, and in the outer courts you have the altar and the and the laver where you wash. In the holy place you have the uh, table of incense and the table of shewbread. Okay, altar of incense and the table of shewbread, and then you have two curtains, one separating the outer courts with the holy place, and one curtain separating the holy place with the most holy place. And in the most holy place, what do you have? You have the ark of the covenant. Okay, now ark of the covenant and the tabernacle signifies. A place, why did God ask them to build the tabernacle? Any reasons as to why God asked them to build a tabernacle? Yes. He wanted to dwell among the people of Israel. That is what he wanted to do. Okay. So, why do we build a tabernacle in the new covenant? Who's a, who's the tabernacle? We are the tabernacle. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, we build a tabernacle. So, we also have out three parts, no? What are the three parts we have? We got the flesh, which is the outer court. We have the soul, which is the holy place, and the spirit, which is the most holy place. And where do we commune with God? Spirit. God is what? Not soul. Spirit. And those who worship God must worship Him in spirit. So we have the body, or and of course uh, the body, we have the soul, and we have the spirit. Okay, we are also three parts. So we are the tabernacle of God. So we should be interested in building a tabernacle in ourselves with a spirit of what? Excellent so that we can have God dwelling in our midst. And you know, minute details are important. Okay, my minute details are we have a landlord who's crazy about his home. Okay, my God, how he is crazy, you know, is little, little details. The dust is there, Vijay. That part, ask the maid to clean up that part and you should see how he maintains his home. You know, uh, she said, I don't want uh, dark flooring. 
I want white flooring. I said, auntie, why? Because it gets uh, messy, right? White becomes easy. That is the reason why I wanted white flooring so that whenever there is dust, I will know it. <laughs> Amazing, no? So that I will clean it immediately. So if you go to their, go to their home, everything is white. Tiles are white. Floor is white. Go to the kitchen, it is white. Except the, the granite stone, of course. Okay, there also you can de- detect dust. So either it is black or white. Nothing in the middle. No gray. The moment you come to our home, everything is different. Okay. So, 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 so we are all building a tabernacle. Out. We are not, as I said, excellent. Excellence is not you are comparing with somebody. Your excellence is that you are being the best that you can be with the abilities that God has given you. And everybody has got a gift. What did I say? At least, how many gifts? At least, for sure. Otherwise, the Bible is false and you can vacate this place. It is not for you. Okay, if you think that God has not gifted you, not even a single, only all I can do is make, uh, bake cakes. You don't know, Baba. Sister, you don't know what kind of a gift you have got. Of course, you are multi-talented. I'm not saying you are like Batsalel. Uh, we're going to read that fellow. You see, but you don't think, nothing is small in the kingdom of God. One ba- Bake, I mean, sorry, one cake you bake <laughs> can change the countenance of a brother. Red velvet cake, especially. Okay. Already been, I think about it, Baba. <laughs> Let's read now. Let's read from verse 1 onwards of Exodus chapter 31 as to how to to get the spirit of excellence. So, as we know, there are characters in the Bible. Let us read. The Lord said to Moses, now Moses was given the blueprint to build the tabernacle. Just because Moses was given the blueprint to tab- for, the, for the tabernacle, God did, didn't say, Moses, you go and build. Okay. Moses didn't build. He only got. Somebody else has to build. See, everybody wants to be Moses. Because he is the prominent figure. <laughs> There are somebody else God wants each one of us to be. It's a type of a believer in the church with whom God has equipped to build his tabernacle. Let's see. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Do you know that the Lord has called you by name? Rene, do you know? Chandan, you know? He called you by name. By name, meaning specific. Ante, he knows Vijay, Prakash, Itakota. There are several Itakotas, not those Itakota, this Itakota. There are several Vijays in India, if you go to, like, like, like for example, if you go to New York and shout Patel, 25 people will turn. <laughs> okay, so then you have to be very specific, which Patel? <laughs> No, God God is very, very specific. Not all these fellows. This person, he has called you by. What a security. Amazing. What does it mean? Your name, that means it has several implications. I have called you by name means you are a unique person in the kingdom of God and there is a unique purpose for you. you, there is a unique calling over your life and there is a unique finished product that God is expecting from you that which only you can deliver nobody else can that is the reason why in the kingdom of God there is no competition, there is only complementation you see okay, so understand this I have called you by what? Name. Do you, 
Have you ever heard God calling you by name? I heard him. Especially men, he will call twice. Adam, Adam. Abraham, Abraham. Saul, Saul. Samuel, Samuel. I don't know. Fine. So I got to call twice. Peter, thrice. First call, second call, third call. <laughs> everything three times. That Because Peter, everything he has to be done thrice. Okay. Why thrice? Eat. No, I will not. Eat. I will not. Eat. I will not. You will always see Peter. Peter always has to be called three times. Okay. Thank God. But he calls him by name. Because Peter has a specific calling. Peter has a calling towards the whom? To the Jews. Paul had a calling towards the who? To the Gentiles. Can you imagine how God chooses people? God chooses, does, does not choose people because you are qualified. In fact, who is more qualified to the Jews? Who can really argue with the Jews? Who's got the intelligence of the Jews? Who's got, who's got the inside knowledge of the Jews? Paul. You know what God told Paul? Please go to the Gentiles, not, not to the Jews. Lord, send me to the Gentiles. If you go to the Gentiles, I'll kick you. And wherever he went to synagogue, everywhere he got spanking only. But when he went to the Gentiles, fruit. How much fruit did he have in the, amongst the Jews? Nothing. <laughs> but when he went to the Gentiles, Ephesians, Corinthians, Thessalonians, Galatians, Philippians, whatever he ends, he is, he is the one who established the church. Why? Because there was a specific calling over his life and God has equipped him for that specific calling. So, I have called by name. God has called each one of us by name. Abel, God has called each one of us by name. Know that. Understand that. Okay? Then, second, what's his name? His name is Batsalel. Betzalel, Betzalel, I'm going to explain that's a beautiful word, Betzalel. And what did God give him? He gave him, he filled him with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Your translations use this. And he gave him wisdom, he gave him understanding, he gave him all manner of workmanship. And God has called each one of us by name. And we are all Betzalels in his kingdom. So what does the word Betzalel mean? Betzalel comes from three words. Be, tse, el. Okay, very good. What is be? Beth means to be under. Tsel means under the shadow. El means almighty. The person who is under the shadow of the almighty, that is Betzalel. Okay, now tell me, who qualifies with that name? Me? Hopefully. You? Hopefully. So what does it mean? Every servant of God who is under the covering of Jesus is a Bethlehem. Okay? Psalm 91, verses 1, 2 and 3. Please, actually 1 and 2, that's enough. Somebody read it. Everybody knows this, right? What's it? Mahonathini chavadana nivasinchivade sarvasakthini nidanu visraminchivadu he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What does it mean? He is covered by God. God covered him. Okay? God covered him. Isaiah 49 verses 1 to 2. Somebody read that please. What does it mean? A guy who is under the authority of God. Isaiah chapter 49 verses 1 and 2. Somebody can read it quickly. Uh, listen, O coastlands. Yes. Yes. Take heed, peoples from afar. Oh, the Lord has called me from the womb. Okay, stop there. Galatians one fifteen. Somebody. Galatians one fifteen. Quickly. Galatians one fifteen. 
115, Galatians 115. Yes. When it pleased God, who separated me from the mother's womb? Who is that person, please? Paul, who is under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, no, let's go on. Go on. This is this is called talking about the servant, and this is the servant Jesus, of course. And this can be qualified. I mean, you can you can put yourself there as long as you're in Christ. Okay, read on, read on, brother. Read on, read on. Hey, so as you're 49, go back to 49. Yeah. I'm from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name. Hallelujah. Kya baat hai? Okay. So who named you? God named you? I, I believe so. Vijay. So many times only defeat. Who named you Vijay Baba? They should be called him Parajay. <laughs> but they named him Vijay. They named my brother Rishi. When you should, when he was growing up, you should see. Now he is all a dignified person. He is really a rishi. But those days when he went to another person's house, they said, Are you not rishi? You are not rishi. You are not rishi. You see, but that is what, what we are. But, but you know what? God calls us. He looks at Gideon and he says, You mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, like, Who? Who? Me? Lord, me? You mighty man. Where? Called you from the mother's womb. Yes, read on that. And then, Ah, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. Oh, in the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me. There are two things. First thing, you are under covering or under authority. Second thing, there is a hidden life with God. Hidden life. Hidden life. My dear brothers and sisters, how much I can reiterate the necessity for having a personal hidden life, what we glibly call quiet time. Personal, hidden life with God. Do you have a hidden life with God? When you cry out to God, bah, so important. So, we, so we, you know what? Because we are not secure in God, we always look for other people to give us approval. My parents, etc. Or parents, friends, church, whatever it is. Because you don't have a hidden life with God. A hidden life with God. All we see is David and Goliath. David, uh, David is famous for killing Goliath. But David, when, he, when David was called, you know what he, what he told Saul? Saul looked at him and he said, you're such a young man. You know what he says? Your servant was in the, was in the wilderness. A lion came. Nobody knows that. A bear came. Nobody knows that. The lion and the bear signifies your hidden life, your secret life with God, where you're overcoming in secret. And if you cannot overcome in secret, you'll never be able to overcome in private, uh, in public. You see, therefore, it signifies one thing, that you are under the covering of Jesus and you are having a hidden life with God. Third thing it signifies is that you are in the mentorship of a group of believers or the covering of the church. Okay, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 5, please read it. Quickly, quickly, quickly. You got so many verses to look at. Deliver such a one to Satan. <laughs> well, you know, look, look at what, is, what Paul is saying. You know, he says, he says, this fellow is there in the church. He is he is uh, committing absolute horrible sins within the church. Nothing is happening to him. What do you do? Take away his covering. Ah, take away his covering. Who provides the covering? Church provides covering. You know, I'll tell you something. Many, many Christian organizations have gone kaput because they don't have a covering. 
I I know I'm talking about in Hyderabad. I'm talking about so-called Christian schools in Hyderabad. They were supposed to be making disciples because they never had a covering. They became targets for the Satan, for, for Satan and demonic activity. Can you think about it? I mean, you should say, Lord, this is a Christian school and everything should be going well here because it's a Christian school. But the worst thing happened in Christian schools. Why? Because they are not under covering. So, what does what does Betzalel mean? A man who has a covering over him. Do you have a covering? First Corinthians. Sorry, ladies. Okay, please excuse me. If you have any problem and controversy with me, please fight with Apostle Paul once you reach heaven. Okay. Sorry, sister. I mean, Tuesday Bible study. I'm very 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 careful. The majority are women. And two, uh, thanks to Dr. Richard, he, add, he was added to that uh, fellowship. God added Dr. Richard. <laughs> look, look at what it says. Verse 3. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is, say that everybody, is Christ. Thank you. And the head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is, is Jesus undercovering? Oh yeah, he is. If Christ Jesus is under covering, what a docility to think that you and I can function without a covering. When will I leave this house? When will I leave GSS? When will I be independent? You do not know how much of protection you are having because you are under covering. You know, remember Amos. Amos, right? I'll tell you. When you are under covering, you have a prophetic covering. Okay, you don't even know what danger is coming towards you. I'll tell you. Amos. Amos is there. Praying, praying, praying. Okay. For Israel. Amos is a prophetic symbol over Israel. Or or, over Judah. And Amos looks at a vision and he sees grasshoppers. I mean, sorry, uh, not grasshoppers. What is that? Locusts are coming. He says, Lord, you're sending locust lord, locust lord, locust lord. Israel is not ready for locust lord. Please, lord, I am interceding, lord. Please stop the locust. Okay, because of you, because of your prayers, I will stop the locust. Does Israel know? Nobody knows in Israel. Only who knows? Amos knows. And God knows. You and I do not know how much of protection we enjoy because we are under covering. How many accidents God has pre- has 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 prevented over your life because you are under recovering? And the irony of the church is that everybody is fighting the covering. And look at this, verse ten, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse nine and ten. Okay, like, like Abel said, no, the other, <laughs> the other day, uh, blessed assurance and suddenly he said, okay, ladies, come on singing, come sing, ble- uh, perfect submission. Okay, look at what it says, no? <laughs> 10 and 11. This is why wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the boy. Do you know? When you are under a covering, you are a testimony to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. All the angelic hosts, the fallen and the otherwise are looking at you. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. We know this verse very well. Hmm? Sorry, Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, please. Galatians, Ephesians chapter 3. 
and verse verse 10 somebody can read it to the intent that now to the principalities to the in the uh, and powers in the heavenly places might be known by the who who is the who is the church a church are a people who are under the covering of who of jesus by the church will be known what the manifold wisdom of god you know what i'll tell you something all the church i mean all the angels i believe this is my personal i mean if i were to graphically uh, think about it every angel comes to our bible study and takes notes they want to know about god god does not reveal ah come on okay michael you are my most, uh, what is that, uh, faithful angel for eons. I, mean, I don't know, time is not there. No, for eons you have been my faithful angel. Let me teach you again. No, no, no. Michael, come here. Look at church. You want to know my wisdom? Look at the church. Understand my wisdom through the church. Okay. <clears throat> so, each one is called by my name. And what's his name? His name is Batsalel. Batsalel means he is under the shadow of the Almighty. And what is he given? How do you know that you are under Batsalel? You know what God gives you? He gives you the spirit of, He gives you the filling of the Holy Spirit. Now the question is, how do I be filled with the Holy Spirit? One thing very, very simple, you ask. Okay? Adakunda, Ammaguda, Petadu. Okay? If you don't ask, even, even your mother will not feed you. So that is the reason why children will know how to ask. How do they ask? That is it. That is the reason why they say, like newborn babes, what should you do? Crave for the pure milk of the word of God so that you might grow thereby. Ask. So, if you being evil fathers, when Abigail asks for an egg, will I give her a scorpion? No. I will give her an egg. So, you think about it. Think about it. Meaning, if I do what I am supposed to do as a father, I am called what? Are evil. Thank you. <laughs> if I am, if I do what I am supposed to do, I am called evil. And he says, you, you being evil fathers, you know, like, like, like the, like the say, no, even, even the, even the, <laughs> all right, the children are under the covering, no problem. Okay. So, you see, when, when you, when, um, you, you see, uh, even the mafia dons, they say, you know, I take care of my mother. They're very good. They're, Though, you know, there's a, there's a one, how many of you heard the name Pablo Escobar? Pablo Escobar, okay. Pablo Escobar was a famous Colombian drug lord. Okay. Fame. You know how they trapped Pablo Escobar? He loved his family a lot. His wife and his son. They trapped his wife and his son and they caught him. Even drug mafias, they're, they're faithful to their family. So if you being evil fathers can be faithful like Pablo Escobar, how much your father in heaven will give you the what? Holy Spirit. If you ask, first of all, you need to ask. How do you ask? Not faith. Importune. That is it. I am not getting this problem. Solve it. That is what you do. That's what I let's sir. This is what you used to do, no? Go to the professor because we are scared that the, the uh, that 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 say that problem will come in the exam. Sir, sir, I'm not able to get it, sir. Sir, okay, sit under the banyan tree and do tapasya, you'll get it. Sir, I did tapasya, still not getting it, sir. Importune banging at his door. That's exactly what happened to the widow. Either widow says, Who's the judge? Judge is he, is he righteous or is he evil? 
evil judge are this lady is coming to me and you know you say if the evil judge can give that lady how much more your father but when the son of man comes will he find faith do you ask like that do you ask do you ask the lord unless you bless me i am not going to do anything i cannot accomplish anything in my life that is asking first thing you need to ask second listen to the word this is emphasis in isolation sare takwe okay listen to the word my famous famous most favorite bible verse galatians chapter 3 hmm galatians chapter okay fasten your seat belts okay some very very uncomfortable stuff is coming i was thinking about you only <laughs> okay <laughs> galatians chapter 3 sisters are laughing okay look at what it says in verse chapter 2 uh, chapter 3 verse 2 uh somebody can read it please quickly if you have the english standard version yes dr richard don't be ashamed this only i would have learned from you did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing from so how do you get the spirit even now even now even now even as you are listening to the word of god by faith what is happening we are receiving the holy spirit do you know that another place same chapter verse 5 chapter 3 verse 5 yes yes read it uh, raj he, therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you does he does he do so hearing which comes from faith supplies the spirit and does miracles how do you get it this third third thing very difficult now this is very important how many of you want the spirit now everybody can raise their hands spirit everybody wants kada don't be ashamed raise your hands high in the air god this is by faith okay good good very good if you want the spirit first thing therefore you, what do you need to do you need to ask second hear to the listen to the word of god third third difficult part okay this is possibly the most difficult okay go turn to proverbs chapter 1 please proverbs chapter 1 <clears throat> proverbs chapter 1 are you there very very interesting verse verse 22 onwards i'm going to read it from my bible and you will also uh, uh follow it in your bibles okay how long oh simple ones simple and devaru okay no let me see who is a simple if you have to define simple okay 14 15 proverbs very very simple 14 15 proverbs 14 15 okay very simple ha huh? proverbs chapter 14 verse 15 who is a simple let us define simple and let us see if we fall fall under this category here yes, read it sister what does it say ah simple believes every word <laughs> how many simple people here believing every word and then what what else what is what else does it say prudent considers well his steps again same thing proverbs chapter 21 verse 11 somebody can read it proverbs chapter 21 verse 11 we are defining simple people okay simple simple ante varante the person who can get easily influenced by anything are come on let's try this come on be a man do the right thing what is that right thing smoke with a cigarette in my hand i felt like a man and finally at the end of his life with a cigarette in my hand i knew i'm a dead man okay so what is 21 11 say yes sister read it 
ah, when the scoffers are punished, the simple are made wise and then, kya baat hai? When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. Look at the algorithm, progression. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. And the, when the wise is instructed, he will gain what? Knowledge. So first of all, if you are simple and if you believe any any story without examination, Are, it is in the internet. Internet told me. Don't you see websites? Internet told me. Oh, believe it. Internet will say nonsense things. Like exactly yesterday, no? I was listening to this interview by Rafael Nadal. Okay, fantastic. Okay, Rafael Nadal was asked this question. Uh, Rafa, uh, you played in the center court at Wimbledon. There is Miss Ashley Barty from Australia. This is an Australian journalist who was asking this question. Ashley Barty from uh, Australia. Uh, she was uh, uh, given court number two. And she is world number one. And she lost the match. And you won the match. Uh, they, would, they could have respected Ash Barty. Right? By giving her center court. And he looked at her and he said, Do you predict the future? Who knows who will win the match? Okay. But she is the world number one. So what? I am world number world number two and I have got 18 grand slams. And then he said, See, I am not talking about whether it is a girl or a boy. I am not saying that. It We can't, and he says, We can't create polemics over this. Whatever the organizers have decided, let us follow the rules. And you know what? Uh, the Australian media has interpreted that statement. Rafa Nadal is a sexist. He's anti-woman. Ah, no kidding. Foolish. And everybody looks at the internet and they will believe. Rafa Nadal is a... Taking everything out of context and what all the fools in the world will say now Rafa Nadal is a sexist. They believe every word. Because it is in the internet. It is in the internet. Don't you believe? Uh, somebody said, named uh, his uh, Xerox company, Lucifer Xerox. Why did you make, 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 call it Lucifer? Oh, it is in the Bible. Lucifer. Yes, that is sim- fools, simple people. They don't examine the context. They don't look at anything. They are what we call as pliable. Pliable and they all understood the colloquial. Okay. Everybody, because it is an internet. So, no, so, so for this, for, for, for you people who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, this is for you. Don't be simple. Look at what it says. Proverbs chapter 1 verses 22. How long, you simple ones, will you love your Simplicity. <laughs> I am so simple. That girl is so simple. Don't get carried away by simple girls. Okay. Simple girls. You know, simple girls. You, you know, you know the, what, what that Akka wore that day? She, she's a fast pastor's wife. Look at what she's doing. From one place to the other. Simple people. They don't have any other work but to look at other people's lives. Simple, okay. Simple people, no? How long will you simple ones, will you, will you love simplicity and how long you scoffers? Delight! Ah! <laughs> Delight in the law of the Lord gather. Delight in scoffing. Oh, they enjoy it. They get satisfaction. Today, Atlante, I, if I didn't eat food, I'm not satisfied, right? Today I didn't scoff, Baba. Feeling hungry. Come on, let me find somebody. 
I'm having pangs in my belly. Scoffer. Scoffer delights in scoffing. And then fools, what? Hate knowledge. Okay, now look at this. This is interesting. And fools hate knowledge. That means, how long, Baba? How long will you continue in your defeated Christian life? Unused. This, a purpose of God beyonds our own life. And we are satisfied with stupidity. You understand what I'm saying? How long will you delight in stupid, idiotic things which don't profit in eternity? Because, you see, teach us to what? Number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, number number of days means, you know, you know something? Today, I, if I finish today, I am closer to my grave than yesterday. Every time you have your birthday, you should be scared. Because you are because you are one year closer to your grave. I don't know. Happy birthday, and that part that tension is not Especially when I came to my thirty fifth birthday, I said, "Baba, half life over. <laughs> Finished three scores, ten years, three score plus ten la half life over. God, radioactive this guy, half life. Finished, gone. What am I supposed to do with the rest of the six? How long, you simple ones, will you love your simplicity? How long, you scoffers, delight in your scoffing? How long, you fools, hate knowledge? What if what, what does it mean? If they hate knowledge, what do they love? Ignorance. They love ignorance. They are what we call, Paul calls, they are the ignorant brethren. I don't want, to, want you to be what? I don't want you to be. In every church, there are Baptist brethren. There are Pentecostal brethren. There are Presbyterian brethren. They are Catholic brethren and in every church there are ignorant brethren. Okay. They love ignorance and they hate knowledge. And do you know what he says? Look at this. The reason why they love ignorance and hate knowledge, why they love their scoffing and why they delight in the scoffing and why the fools like their simple ways is because of this. Verse 23. Turn at my reproof. What is that? What do they hate? Correction. Abba. Adi the problem. Correction ante manaka salishtamandu. Asal, turn at my reproof, and then what will I do? I will pour out my spirit upon you. How many of you want a Holy Spirit falling on your life? Turn at God's reproof. Hate ignorance. Hate scoffing. Hate simplicity. Love reproof. And then what will God will God do? He will. Pour out your, his spirit upon you. What will God give you? He will give you the spirit of Bethlehem. Okay. So he poured out his spirit and what gave him, gave him what? He gave him what? Wisdom. You know what wisdom is? I'll tell you what wisdom is. Wisdom has a way. You, go, you, go, you can't get wisdom by going to university. Okay. You cannot get wisdom. I'll tell you something. Wisdom is something which has got to do with character. For example, a lot of people have this question. How do I know the will of God? Huh? How do I know the will of God? How do I know the will of God? How do I know the will of God? How do I know the will? Should I marry? Should I tarry? Should I, should I go to this place or should I not go to this place? Should I go to America or Amalapuram? Okay, what, what should I do? Please pray and tell me. You know what God will say? Don't Ask what the will of God is. Become the person which will be able to discern the will of God. 
You understand what I'm saying? Become the person which will be able to discern the will of God. That is wisdom. Become the... Wisdom is not like this. I'll tell you something you need to understand. A lot of people might have a lot of knowledge. They might have gone to seminary, Bible college, or they might have gone to university, they might have gone PhD, H2SO4, whatever. H2SO4, caustic, no? They might have got everything, all the degrees uh, uh, beside their name. But something which is invaluable and irreplaceable is wisdom which is only gained by age and experience. Years of, I mean, I was talking to my brother Shibu, um, Shibu from uh, from uh, Bitspilani, you know. Uh, every time he goes to uh, goes to Bangalore, he has a special session with Zach Ponan, sir. Okay, they have a special se- session with Zach Ponan. You know what he says, Vijay? It's not that he's telling something new. He's already spoken all all that he has spoken. But when you speak speak to him, years of wisdom, Vijay. Years of wisdom, practical knowledge he will give you. You know why? Because he has become the person who is able to discern the will of God. That is wisdom. How does it say in the Bible? Go to Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 1 and 2. <clears throat> How does it say in the Bible? Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Somebody has the, has a KJV. Uh, I would, I would like you to put, uh, put, uh, go to, uh, Exodus chapter 31 verses 1 and 2. You read it, okay? But now, right now, uh, read Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Yes, brother. Read it. Don't be ashamed. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. So in order to discern what is a good, acceptable, perfect will of God, it doesn't come by praying, you need to have a what mind? A transformed mind. You know, I was I was teaching uh, the YFC people about technology. You know, I, I put a technological system. Okay, I put user on one column and uh, and uh, output on one other column, input and output. Okay, user over here, uh, technological system and output. Now, who decides the output of the technological system? Who who decides? The user. So, in order for the technological system to be useful meaningfully, who should be transformed? Not the technological system, but the user. Okay, you know what, you know what technology, the definition of technology, the art of cunning. That is definition of technology. But you can be cunning, but you may not be wise. Because wisdom has got an attitude. That is the reason why it says, the wisdom which is from above. What is it? It is first what? Yes, children, GTLC. Seven, seven, Japo? Pure? Hmm. Uh huh. Peaceable? Open to reason, yes. Full, excellent. Okay, for, give her five, give her a clap, please. I'm teaching them the seven pillars of wisdom. You see, wisdom, wisdom is something which you become so that you can discern what the will of God is. That is wisdom. It's a, it is a life. It is not something which you have. It is something which you are. Okay, so read now Romans chapter five, verse five. Romans chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Romans chapter 5, verses uh, 3, 4 and 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 2, 3, 4 and 5. Okay. <laughs> Not only so we glory in tribulation, knowing tribulation works, patience, patience works what? Experience and the other translation. Actually, other translations will use the word character. NSB will use the word 
proven character and character builds what hope and hope does not disappoint why because the because of the love of god has been shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit so he was filled with wisdom second he was filled with understanding a lot of people have wisdom but they don't have understanding understanding who will give yeah second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 oh, so yeah 2 verse 7 second timothy chapter 2 verse 7 second timothy chapter 2 verse 7 and, uh, only esv only esv esv only okay second timothy chapter 2 verse 7 they call it the scholars bible okay for whatever reason so don't worry about it you don't become a scholar it's a big deal, big deal if you become a scholar. You'll have a big head. You'll not have a burning heart. What do you want? A burning heart. Thank you. Very good. Okay. So, Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 7. Okay. Once you have a burning heart like me, then you can have... Just, just kidding. <laughs> yes, read on. Read on, brother. Read on. Okay. Think over what I said. Ah, the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Who will give you understanding? How do you get understanding? You get understanding through an intimate relationship with God. Third thing, spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding. And the third thing is knowledge. What is knowledge? I'll tell you what knowledge is. Turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 12, 13 and 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12, 13 and 14. Yes, read it brother. By this time you ought to be teachers. The elementary principles, yes. Of God. You need milk and not solid food. Yes. 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 He is unskillful in the word of righteousness. He is a babe. Or a full age. Senses trained to distinguish between what is good and what is evil. That is knowledge. That is knowledge. Finally. Last one. Let's go back. In all manner of... Go back to Exodus chapter 31 uh, verses 1 and 2. Somebody has a KJV Bible? Can you read Exodus chapter 31 verses 1 and 2 please? The Lord spake unto Moses. Say. Batsalel. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of the tribe of Judah. Okay. In wisdom. In understanding. In knowledge. In all manner of workmanship. Okay, now let us let us meditate upon that. Okay. What is all manner of workmanship? The ability to think out thoughts which will edify. What did I say? The ability to think out thoughts which will edify. To prepare proportions which will look good. Okay. To create constructions. Workmanship. To design articles. Okay? That is what the Old Testament equivalent is. What is the New Testament equivalent? My my children's favorite song. Finally, brethren. You know that, right? Okay? Go to Philippians, please. Philippians chapter 4. Kya baat hai? Chapter 4, verses 9, 10 and 11, I think. Okay, let me explain this to you. 
Ah. Yes, received and heard. And seen in me. Do. Okay, and then. Finally, brethren. So, read, read verse 8. Read verse 8. Ah, whatever is true. Whatever is honorable. Whatever is just. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence. And if anything is worthy of praise, what should you do? Think around. Let me expound this to you in a few words and that will be the last class or last lesson for the class. Okay. How do I get excellence is by transforming my mind, but I have to start ah, thinking. Okay. Very, very important. Thinking, thinking. So see, whenever I read the Bible, I just don't read the Bible. I also, I'm looking at how did Paul write this? What was he thinking? I mean, best of all, when I read Romans, like every time I read Romans, I get fascinated. How is this fellow able to write these equations like this? I only look at them like equations. Whenever I read Romans, only equations come. Equation 1, equation 2, equation 3, result. Equation 1, equation 2, equation 3, result. It's like that. Full of equations. And don't even want to know what he has written. I want to think what he has written. Very, very important, no? When I was, uh, when I was growing up, um, uh, my maths teacher, he said, Prove Pythagoras theorem by yourself. I said, sir, if I do prove Pythagoras theorem by myself, I will not become Pythagoras. You know what he said? You will not become Pythagoras. You will not uh, create anything new, but you would have thought the way Pythagoras thought. I said, Baba, the inspiration. I want to think the way Pythagoras thought because I want to become like Euclid or whatever. No, I mean, this, this is what I want to be. So I want to think the way Pythagoras thought. So that is important. So let us see. How do we think? First, whatever, finally brothers, whatever is truth, what does it mean? Whatever is august, let me tell you, what does it mean? What kind of thoughts I should be thinking? Think about, you know, a, a politician. How does he, uh, how does he address the parliament? In, I am in this august assembly. What does August Assembly means? All these glorified people are there. I should be very careful as to what kind of words that come out of my mouth. I should be very careful. I should have the consciousness that I am standing in the midst of an August Assembly. You know what he's saying? Think about this. You are standing in the midst of God. There is the Father, there is the Son and the Holy Spirit which is bearing witness. Think thoughts which are worthy of God. That is truth. So, what kind of thoughts are you thinking? Are there august thoughts? Second, whatever is honest or highly valued, whatever is just, whatever is pure. You know what pure means? Whatever excites reverence. Meaning, the more you think of those thoughts, you will say, Lord, you are great. I'll show you one thing. I'll show you one verse. Turn to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. This is Paul who is writing. Romans chapter 11. Are you there, everybody? 31 and 32 and 33. Yes, read it. Read it, uh, Dr. Richard, read it, please. So they too have been disobedient in order that we may also mercy be shown to them, uh, to you. Yes, 
all them to disobedience that he may have mercy on all and then he writes this and the moment he's thinking these thoughts you know what what automatically comes out of his mouth oh, excited to what praise look at what he says oh the depth of the mist of the riches and the on how unsearch he is just going crazy with praise you know what he's thinking thoughts that excite praise and reverence for god And the next one, pure. And then what is the next one? Acceptable or pleasing, which gives you pleasure. Third thing. Oh, sorry, the next one is, uh, let, let's turn to Philippians chapter 4. I want to just read one, one verse, which is so very powerful, no? Uh, whatever is pure, after, after, this, after that, what does it say? Philippians, uh, what is? Whatever is lovely or which is pleasing. And third one, next, the next one. Whatever is of good report. Whatever is of? Okay. What does that mean? Read a book. If it excites you, what do you do? You give a report. I mean, that's what I do nowadays, no? I read a book. I read a sermon. And who comes for prayer? 11 o'clock on Monday morning, I have either uh, either uh, uh, our great Avinash or I have Samir. So what do I do? I take that report. Are you mama, you should see this, Ray. This is good report. I've read this. This is how it excited me. You read it. And he reads it. He gets excited. And the word of, it just goes on and on and on. And everybody's excited. You know why? Because I have dwelled on something which is of good report. Not bad report. A lot of people delve on bad report. Hooray. You know what that brother did? You know what that sister did? Bad report. That is what we call as accuser of brethren. They have committees. They call themselves deacons, of course. But they are beacons of bad news. You see? They have reports which are not good. And then, next one is what? If there is any virtue and if there is any excellence, what should you do? You know, there is a mind that God has given. You know what you should do? Protect your mind. Put on the helmet of salvation. What should you do? Put on the helmet of salvation. Finally. Last. Okay. I have to finish this. Finally. Because when I, whenever I talk about excellence, I get excited. Because I want excellence. There are roadblocks, roadblocks to excellence. What are they? There are roadblocks to excellence. First roadblock. The major roadblock is failure. 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 Failure is a roadblock. What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I lose my step and make? Fools of us all. Will this walk continue? If this walk becomes a crawl, what if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I fall? I fall. I've fallen. I've, I, 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 I messed up God. That's a big roadblock. My favorite verse. Two verses. Okay, I love this. Turn to Psalm 34 verse 7. That's verse 4. Psalm 37 verse 4. One of you. So, turn to Psalm 37 verse 4. Psalm 37 verse 4. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And then we will stop. We got a match to watch. Just kidding. <laughs> Not the semi-final, but Rafa Nadal. Okay. <laughs> Delight. Uh, 37 sister. Over 4, yes. And he will give you the desire. Oh, uh, verse 14 maybe. I don't know. I, I missed a verse 14 sister. What does verse 14 say? Oh, no, 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 no. 34, huh? Uh, 34, but 
34. Okay, where it says, even if you fall, somebody, something like that. Ah, sha. Which one was the first one? Ah, 37 verse 24. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 37 verse 24, sister. Sorry. Yes, sister. 37, 37 verse 24. Yeah. Ah, when he falls, he will not be hurled headlong. And then? Hallelujah. In other words, are you useless? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God is not like that. He will not hurl you. <laughs> it's like, you know, hurling. Throw this fellow out of the class. No, no, no. He's not going to do that. That is what we do. Throw this fellow out of the class. No, no, no. He will not do Unless and until you are rebellious and you are injuring the church, God will not take away his hand from your life. Thank God for that. He will not hurl you. Okay? Even if you stumble. Second, Jonah chapter 3 verse 1. This is my favorite. Jonah chapter 3 verse 1. Okay? Jonah chapter 3 verse 1. I love that. And you can stop here. Jonah chapter 3 verse 1. Jonah chapter 3 verse 1. Yes, yes, read it bro. Yes, yes. Ah, hallelujah. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah. The Kya baat hai? God is a God of not second chances, Baba. Second and second chance, next chance, next chance, next chance. It is N plus one chance. That's a fantastic what do you call assurance that we have. You know what he says? All that the Father gives to me will come to me, and those who come to me, I will in no wise. What a promise. Hold on to that with your life, my dear brothers and sisters. Amen? Okay. As the several other roadblocks, we'll discuss it later on. But practice the spirit of excellence. Think about these things and the Lord will give you understanding. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5 and we will close, close the day. Second Timothy, Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. And that will be the, that will be what we call as the blessing for the day. The, the, what do you say? What do you call it? Uh, blessing, what do you call it? Uh, benediction. Yeah, benediction for the day. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. Yes, Dr. Richard, please read it. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Okay. Don't ever give up. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, for this day that you've given us. Thank you, Father, for teaching us and encouraging us to inculcate a habit of pursuing after excellence. Grant us the grace to follow it up, Lord, every day of our lives. Each one of us has a call and you called every one of us by name. We have a specific role to play in the body of Christ. But you are looking for a set of people who desire excellence in the little things that they do. One day at a time as we sing. That's all we are asking of you. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Oh Father, the author and the perfecter of faith. We, we look up to you this evening. Grant us grace that we may follow hard after you. May we say like Job, even if you slay me, I will not leave you. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.